0: One guest, ten songs, ten reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My special guest today is the Welsh Assembly member representing the Rhondda since May 2016 and before that South Wales Central and leader of Pi Camry between 2012 and 2018, Leanne Wood AM. We'll hear from Leanne and talk about her life and career and also hear about her musical choices after her first choice from the late and much-missed Amy Winehouse. We only said goodbye words. I died a hundred times. You go back to her, I go back to her. Leanne Wood. Welcome to Radio Glamorgan.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: You're very welcome. To music was my first love, and we're very grateful to you for giving up what must be valuable family time to so take part. Tell me about your first choice, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black.
1: I just think it's such a tragedy that we lost Amy Winehouse. She's clearly an incredible talent. I love the way she sings. I mean, the pain that you can hear in her voice, mm. it just speaks on an emotional level, I think, to to anybody who's got any empathy, you know? Yeah. Did you have music
0: growing up at home?
1: Yes, lots of Beatles, yeah. <laughs> Beatles, Beach Boys. My mother was quite a big Barry Manilow fan, so Sunday mornings tended to be put in the albums on the uh, on the hi-fi, yeah. and um, yeah, we would we would listen to uh, quite a range. And my, my, my dad liked um, Glenn Campbell as well, the old mm. rhinestone Cowboy, yeah. and and all of that. But the Beatles songs, we knew every word to every single Beatles song that was played, and we would all sing along. It was quite enjoyable. You
0: weren't a fluent well speaker. Was that unusual Greg? Growing up in the Ronda.
1: No, it's more usual not to be a fluent Welsh speaker. The numbers of people in the room that speak Welsh are around ten well, percent. okay. Over time, I mean, you know, quite a long time ago there would have been a lot more people who spoke Welsh there, but over time it's been it's deteriorated yeah. like it has in many parts yeah. of the world,
0: you know? Having not had a politician on music as my first love before, I had no idea what to expect and it's very an interesting mixed selection of music. Hmm. So tell me Leanne about your second choice from nineteen ninety five which is Pulp and Common People?
1: Again, I mean, Pulp produced a, a, a wide variety of, of fantastic songs, but this one, Common People... I remember going to university from the from there, and the first thing that struck me was that many people couldn't understand what I was saying. My accent was very uh, deep and in the that we speak very fast and people who were not used to that were quite confused in some of the conversations that we had and um, for the first time in my life I'd come across people who weren't working class who hadn't had to you know, struggle through the minor strike as I'd grown up during the 1980s and so it was a real eye opener to meet people who had privilege and came from wealthy backgrounds and this song from Pulp sums up that feeling for me really She said, I wanna live like common people I wanna do
0: Where did your interest in politics come from?
1: That's a good question. I mentioned the miners' strike. There was definitely a seed planted then, although I was very young when the miners' strike happened. I was 12, 13 years old. Growing up in the Rhondda, under those circumstances, experiencing first-hand poverty and the effects of that in your own community, I became a probation officer because I wanted to try to put right some of the injustices that I was seeing in my community. And that Quickly led me into politics, really, because I quickly recognised that a lot of the injustices that people were facing couldn't be resolved in any kind of public sector job. It had to be tackled at at root, and and that was through through politics. So I became a local councillor in my mid twenties, and and it started from there.
0: And what part did Marge Piercey play in your political awakening?
1: Uh, quite a quite a decent part. I mean, she wrote a number of different books that were from a, I suppose you could say, a socialist Jewish perspective, Mm -hmm. American socialist Jewish perspective, but she was also a feminist. And there was one particular book, Woman on the Edge of Time, that I remember reading in my mid-twenties. And I've previously described it as the feeling of having a blindfold removed. And suddenly I just saw the world in a completely different way, especially in terms of how women and minorities are treated by those in, in the establishment, those with, with privilege. And that is a, a really good book. It was written and set in the 1970s in the United States. It's about a, an, a Mexican-American woman who ends up in a, a mental asylum because her husband conspires against her with, with the various authorities. And she goes on, a I suppose you could say, a, a political journey from there. And it's a really interesting concept that Marge Piercy develops, of a a future utopian society which is built on on collective values and i'd never thought that the world could be organized in such a way before and and reading that it it's obviously a science fiction so it's not real but it just made you think about the possibilities of the kinds of society we could be where we didn't have these different hierarchies between people depending on where and which families they might have happened to be born into
0: and um, Historically, and and forgive me if I'm wrong, but people in the real heart of the Welsh Valleys have leaned towards uh, socialist governments, to the Labour Party. So what drew you to Plaid Cymru? Was it to do with those roots?
1: Well, I'm a socialist. I think that socialism can be forwarded in a number of different ways, in a number of different avenues. And in Wales, we're lucky enough to have a range of different organisations that you can practice as a socialist uh, within Growing up in the there in the 1980s, when I looked around me, there wasn't anybody like me in the Labour Party. The age profile was considerably greater than than the age I was at the time. And the gender profile was mostly male. And, you know, some of the things that some of the older Labour councillors would say would be, you know, quite homophobic and, and bordering on racist on times. And I just didn't feel that that was a place where I could express what I was feeling in terms of those injustices. Um, And so I looked elsewhere and I looked, you know, I looked to the Communist Party Mm. and, you know, I've developed a number of friendships with people in the Communist Party over many, many years, but that wasn't quite for me either. But Plaid Cymru was, and there was a a very vibrant group of young people active within Plaid Cymru at that point in time. And they were saying all the same things as I was feeling. And I felt on a wavelength with, with many of them and just thought, well, this is a group of people I can be active in politics with, and it went from there.
0: Your third choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is from British rock band The Cult. Tell us about She Sells Sanctuary, not one I was expecting on your list, if choose be
1: told. Well, this takes me back again to the 1980s. On a Friday night in the Romver in Lloyna Pier, just down the road from the hospital where I was born, we had a library club, Old Miners Library, the walls in the downstairs bar were lined with books and it was a fascinating place but upstairs on a friday night it was goth night and we had many many fantastic friday nights listening to all the range of of gothic music that was around in the time we saw ourselves as as an alternative to the to the mainstream Duran Duran and Wham that was that was quite popular at the time we were there in black with our backcombed hair drinking cider and black, lager and black and dancing along to Well that answers, like the cult.
0: That answers my next question because I found a picture of you as a young late teenager with a long earring with a, a big cross mm-hmm. on it and a tough look so I was going to ask you were you a goth, a rocker or a punk but obviously a bit of a
1: goth Yeah it was a goth, it was, it was definitely a whole identity thing, I, I, I felt the need to be different and stand against the, the kind of pop music that was around at the time that I found pretty dire to be honest
0: do you want to be? I read a newsreader.
1: I did at one point, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why? Because you liked what you saw on the TV?
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of Moira Stewart. All I right. thought she was fantastic. And I think because up until Moira Stewart, it just felt like newsreaders all looked and felt and talked the same and yeah. Moira was different. Yeah. And it just made me think, well, if Moira can do it, then that's obviously something I could do as well. Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to show how important it is for young people to see role models in their own image or people they feel an, a break in the mould on our TV screens and, and in music and, and everything else is really really important.
0: But there are a lot more in media as well as in news media as well as different accents, whether they be Welsh, whether they be Northern, also different people from ethnic backgrounds. Mm. And I can't remember the guy's name, but he's from an Indian background who does all their media correspondence work on the news. Amol Rajan. So, oh, okay. So there are, it is opening up when I was a kid and when you were a kid, it wasn't. wasn't it was anything.
1: All... No, it was, it was very different. And, and diversity's got to be a good thing.
0: Yeah. Are you a reggae fan or was there something particular about this Bob Marley track?
1: I like Bob Marley in general, I would say, but this one in particular is political. <laughs> and so I like it for that reason. I think it's quite an empowering track, but it also, you know, generally Bob Marley reminds me of warm summer days yeah. lying on the beach. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to next summer so I can look forward to listening to Bob again.
0: Just stand up for your eyes. Yeah. Get up, stand up. Yeah, yeah. Stand up for your eyes. Natalie, something really classy from the woman known as Lady Day, Billie Holiday, and the classic Lady Sings the Blues. You must be a fan.
1: I am a fan, yes. Again, this woman speaks to me. I mean, she, like Amy Winehouse, really, you can hear the pain in her voice I know she's had a really really tough life but she expresses herself so well I think she's just amazing Wants the world to know just what her blues is all
0: about
1: takes me back Susie and the Banshees I remember uh, really annoying my mother by dyeing my hair black trying to copy Susie's hairstyle but getting quite a lot of the hair dye on the pink bathroom carpet she wasn't very happy I was about 15, 16 I think when that happened
0: were you uh, I mean this in the nicest possible way but were you a difficult child?
1: Um, My mother would say I was, but I don't think I was too bad, really, in the scheme of things. I mean, I was, you know, a little bit rebellious. And yeah, I mean, dyeing my hair black was probably, it got me into trouble in school. Um, But generally, I don't think I was as bad as certainly many other people that I knew (laughs) at the time.
0: (laughs) You're reading about you and listening to you at the beginning of the show. Your Welsh value roots are very important to you, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. Values in general are important. I think that I'm in politics and for many people politicians are not seen in a great light at the moment and I think part of that is down to a lack of trust and I think that our democracy is in big trouble if that lack of trust continues to build and so having values that are based on honesty, integrity, democracy I think are are really important values to try to preserve.
0: Who is David Yuan?
1: David Iwan is a former president of Plaid Cymru, but he's better known as an amazing singer-songwriter. He has produced so many fantastic anthems, you could say, in Welsh... And he's been doing that for many, many years now. It's a bit of a standard joke in Welsh music circles that David Ewan has retired a number of times now because (laughs) he keeps coming back out of retirement and giving us another last song. And long may he continue because he's absolutely brilliant. And you'll have to help me. What is this called? Ama o We are still here.
0: you about prep work as a politician i was a big fan of a u.s program called the west wing oh i haven't Um, seen that yet and so when when i hear about things such as the president giving the state of the union address because of the west wing i can see all these people spending months writing the speech so in the 2015 general election you took part in the television debate with six other leaders now Arguably, Nick Clegg and Gordon Brown found in 2010, and, and Richard Nixon found against JFK, and even George Bush against Bill Clinton when he kept looking at his watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that those debates can make or break a campaign. So, tell me in the build-up, what what prep goes into those? What behind the scenes prep goes into those debates?
1: A lot. If you can imagine the game, a political party launches manifesto. Mm-hmm. The scrutiny of that manifesto involves the media going through it line by line and then trying to catch you out in interviews afterwards. And so you've got to get yourself into a position where you're not catch-outable. And so every single pledge that you've put in your manifesto has got to be costed. You've got to be able to explain exactly how you would pay for it and how it would look in practice and be prepared to be scrutinized on pretty much any aspect of it so the level of work that's got to go into that so if you've got a manifesto with 100 pages in the Hmm. briefing pack around that would be hundreds and hundreds of pages and i'm i've not got the best memory for figures if i'm honest with you but having to remember figures is a big part of it because the worst part is being in that interview scenario or having a member of the public ask you a question on the campaign trail that you, you you should have the answer at the tips of your fingers and you don't have it. There's, I, I've seen a number of very well-established politicians come a cropper on that one and I really, really don't want that to happen to me.
0: But in the, in the debates rather than the interviews, mm. you've as well as knowing your own manifesto, you've got to know the other parties because you've mm. got to be able to argue against them That's about right. why that won't work. Yeah. And do you do would you, would you and your team have done dummy runs? Would yes. they have sat there as the questioner asking?
1: Yes, yes. And we did dummy runs of the the TV debate as well. I mean, you know, colleagues playing. David Cameron and Nick yeah. Clegg and Nicola Sturgeon and you know it's a very good way to practice.
0: Did you enjoy the experience or not?
1: I did. By the end, yeah, yeah. I, it was it was very daunting in the lead up to it and the amount of work that goes into it was huge. But having done it and and done the preparation work, yeah, I was pleased with the results. But beforehand, it's pretty scary, yeah. to be honest.
0: Your next choice on this edition of Music was my first lovely Anne is from. The wonderful Massive Attack. Tell me about protection.
1: I I liked listening to Massive Attack a lot in the in the 1990s. Again, they were a band that were doing something different to what was around at the time. It's good music to relax to. I think it's fair mm. to say good Sunday morning music. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nice way of putting it.
1: When you're baby-
0: Sam Wood is my guest today on Radio Graham Morgan's music was my first love and your penultimate choice, Leanne, is from the late great legendary Leonard Cohen, fan of the singer-song both.
1: Yeah, and he died recently and left great back catalogue. And this one, I think sometimes politics can get a bit dark and it can bring us down. And so I'm constantly looking for places where we can find hope. And this one from Leonard Cohen is about no matter how dark and difficult things can be, then there's always a little chink where the light can get in.
0: Let's ring. your perfect offering. We were talking earlier about a mutual friend who's a Leonard Cohen fan, and it seems to me you can't be a bit of a fan. You either absolutely love him yeah. or you don't.
1: Marmite, perhaps, is the yeah, word? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, I absolutely love him,
0: definitely. I wanted to, before we finish, ask you a couple of questions about being a politician. First off, I guess to hold high office, as you did as leader of the party, you have to be thick-skinned. <laughs> From the moment you win a leadership election, people are plotting against you, stabbing you in the back. But as much as you know that's happening, when you suddenly get challenged, and you did, it must hurt.
1: Um. Well, yes, it I'll be honest, yes, it, it does. Because, you know, politics is a tough game and there are lots of people who are out to oppose you and disagree with you. But in your own party, then what you want is everyone to pull together in the same direction. Mm. So when that doesn't happen, it makes life difficult. And, and, yes, there's a there's a personal cost to that as well.
0: Mm. And when someone goes into politics, they, I presume do it for the right reasons, they have an interest in politics and because they want to make a difference and help their constituents. But again, to hold high office, whether it's leader of a party, first minister, prime minister, I guess you have to have some kind of ego, but it's how you control that ego, isn't
1: it? Well, everyone's got an ego. Yeah, You wouldn't get out of bed in the morning if you didn't have an ego. It's about... I think, channeling it and being very aware of your own ego and trying to put in checks and balances to to manage and stop it becoming a problem. I know... I felt it was very, very important when I was leader of Plaid Cymru to surround myself with people who would question and challenge Mm. my thinking. It would have been easy to surround myself by just people who were socialists or feminists or who saw the way the world works in the same way as I did. But I think you end up getting a false sense of security if you do that and, and you're operating outside the real world. So it's really mm. important to have people around you who will say, well, why are you doing that? What's the, give us the rationale and really push you hard on on the background thinking to what you want to say and do because unless you have that level of rigour behind the scenes then you'll probably make mistakes in front of the cameras.
0: We've arrived uh, at the final choice of Leanne Wood on this edition of Radio Grimorgan's Music Was My First Love. Leanne, I'm Cardiff born and bred, but don't speak the language, so tell me about this track, the title of which I can't pronounce in Welsh, but in English is Reflecting on Me from Kizzy Crawford.
1: Kizzy Crawford is a young woman of colour who is a a fantastic artist. She came to Applied Cymru Conference a few years ago and played a track prior to me giving the Leader's Address to Conference and she's just an amazing talent. She covers a wide range of different types of music. She's recently come out as autistic. I just am so impressed with her and I really want to use this opportunity to give her a good plug.
0: As you look back on your life and career so far, what are you most proud of?
1: In my life, my biggest pride is my daughter. Um, She's 15. She's just a fantastic person. In politics, I think the thing I'm probably most proud of in politics is making... Plaid Cymru, a welcoming party for everyone. I worked quite hard to improve the way that we, we reached out to different communities, places where we may not have had a great presence in the past, and many different types of people, a wide range of diverse people, ended up joining the party and supporting the party as a result of that reaching out, and I think we need to do much, much more of that.
0: And the future, what does that help for you?
1: Who knows? That's a knows? that's a huge <laughs> question. I've got an election Up next year in 2021 in the Tronva. I'm going to do everything I can to keep hold of the the seat that that I have there to be able to continue to do the work that I do in in our local communities. So that's certainly the the short term goal, but beyond that, I really can't tell you at this point.
0: Danwood, it's been great to meet you. Thank
1: you.
0: To Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where Welsh politician Leanne Wood has been choosing ten of her favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when I'll be joined by another guest who chooses their favourite songs on another edition of Music Was My First Love.